Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent-pending movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. And today we are reviewing the latest Will Ferrell comedy. I feel like we don't get a lot of those anymore. Strays. Oh, yeah. Will Ferrell's first endeavor into the live-action animated animal route, maybe. Was he in The Lion King? Are you sure? It feels like something he may have been in. He was definitely in animated movies. But his first – how about his first foray into this as as a Will Ferrell movie? Because he's been in movies, but they're not Will Ferrell movies like Barbie. This is a Will Ferrell movie. I love how many caveats we have on that statement. Look, Ty, Will Ferrell movies are their own thing, and this is a movie that's been very – very anticipated in the Reed household. This is a movie that got pushed back from the summer to August. This is a movie that my father has been looking forward to for quite some time, even though he didn't know the name of the film mm-hmm. for quite some time. Would just uh, say a popular line from the trailer as the name of the film. And I went with him. First time he's seen a movie since Avengers Endgame in theaters. It's wild. Before that, I think the last movie he saw in theaters was Anchorman 2. <laughs> so he's about he's in a, he's on a movie every five years pace because Anchorman 2 is 2013. Endgame 2018, now 2023. So you got to be a special movie if you're breaking my dad's five-year you know, movie drought. So yeah, um, I was excited for this. I wish he could be on the pod. He's asked plenty of times, but I just don't think we can allow him to do that. So it's going to be exciting. I can't wait to talk about how much he enjoyed it. Let's get into the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't feel so good. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Reggie is a young dog who loves his owner, Doug. The only problem is Doug is a druggy, masturbating, addicted loser who can't stand the sight of him. When Doug abandons Reggie on the street, he meets other strays like him and concocts a plan to get revenge on his former owner by biting his dick off. That was a synopsis you really loved? Yeah, I love it. I'm very proud of it. I mean, you captured, you encapsulated the film itself. Yeah. Um, I feel like it kind of it gets to the point, doesn't give away too much, gives you the tone of the movie. It does. And I will mention that uh, this movie's a crude comedy. It is an R-rated comedy, so this podcast might be a little bit more crude than it, it typically is. So I don't know if you're not a fan of that. Maybe just go back, listen to an old one or just power through just no kids in the car or anything. Okay. I, yeah. Podcast is also rated R not for children without parental advice. <laughs> Strays though. So as I mentioned, this is a very anticipated movie in the Reed household and that anticipation is not being met widespread. Um, that the the love for the movie by some reads i don't want to give away my my feedback of the movie you know it's not being this it's not the same for the general consensus i should say we look at the performance in the box office only 22.2 million so far it's made in the box office which is um according to wikipedia that's not box office mojo so that might not be updated but still that's pretty bad 
the budget was 46 million so it's, yeah it's up to 23 million so it's only made half of its budget so far it's going to lose money on rotten tomatoes it has a 55% on rotten tomatoes only a 70% audience score i kind of knew that this movie was it was climbing an uphill battle from the start both in box office and in Rotten Tomato scores. I mean, it's an R-rated comedy. For one, that's going to limit who can see it. Number two, it's about dogs. And people just don't... People like dogs, but they don't like bad things about dogs. And this movie uh, doesn't do any bad things with dogs. like, But it kind of does. You know, it, it has, like... <laughs> people who are very sensitive to that kind of stuff definitely will not enjoy this film. I mean, Anchorman, yeah. Will Ferrell's you know, breakout movie, w- originally screened at a much worse rate because of you know, Baxter got kicked off the bridge and then they had to rewrite the thing at the end where he comes back to yeah. save Ron in the panda enclosement. Like Make Baxter the hero. Yeah. So an R rated movie about dogs that maybe isn't the most like dog friendly at times was just never going to do well. I think for the widespread audience. Yeah. It looks like it opened at sixth in the box office and was a hundred K short of being seventh. Mm hmm. Which is fucking terrible for an opening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you still have Barbie and Oppenheimer ripping through, but also Blue Beetle outdid it, Gran Turismo, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Family movies, baby. That's the way to go in 2023. And we've talked about it before. Uh, the appetite for these types of comedies just isn't as high anymore. Don't get me wrong. If you do it in a really, really good way, like you'll still get a really good score. Like A movie I think about is like, Good Boys, that was a pretty crude comedy. That got an 80%. Uh, Sausage Party was another crude comedy. I don't know what that actually got on Rotten Tomatoes, though. But that's kind of the first movie I feel like I relate this to. Yeah. It's animated. It's very crude. It doesn't try to be anything. It gets all of its R rating, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, that got an 82%. So well, only 50 audience, though. So audiences oh. still didn't really like Sausage Party that much. Like, I wonder. I wonder who watches that movie. Who goes out of their way to watch the R-rated Seth Rogen comedy? Because they are very clear of what that was going to... Okay, maybe there is people who went and watched that. Whose score changed at the ending? I don't know. I mean, Ashwin S. two weeks ago said never watching again. The vulgarity. Yeah. I feel like people probably were like, okay with it. And then the food orgy happened. And they're like, okay. Christian M. I love Seth Rogen, I promise. But this is by far the most disgusting film I've ever seen. (laughs) If it were a kid's film, I would watch it. That's so, not what that movie was. Worst movie I've ever seen ever, according to this person. So there's just not that much of an appetite for it. Now, was Anchorman crude like this? I don't think Anchorman was like as crude as these comedies were. But yeah, no chance. There definitely were cruder comedies back in the day, and I think the appetite's just low. But look, there's people who will love this, and this movie, this movie's going to have a cult following. In 20 years, there's going to be a group of high schoolers who are quoting strays and are excited for strays too. And they go to the midnight showing of it, you know, the night before school. Like, I don't, I just feel like these type of movies, they might not get received well right away. And then they're going to hit streaming. And then you're going to get, you know, teenagers who we sometimes still have the mind of teenagers are going to get to this. And they're just gonna be like, wow, this is the best movie I've ever seen. (laughs) I don't get me wrong. I'm not giving away my score. I don't think this movie will ever be popular. I'm not saying widespread popular. I'm just saying it'll, it'll have like a little cult following. I don't even think it'll hit that. Oh, okay. I just think people are not going to watch this movie. And while... You're missing out. You know, we have our opinions on it. It's an R-rated comedy, but it's all about dogs. 
which just I feel like hurts it significantly. It's not an R-rated comedy about something cool where guys are, you know, just fucking. You think dogs aren't cool? I think these dogs are not cool. That's kind of fucked up. I'm just saying it. I love dogs. Big dog guy now. Okay. Wasn't a dog guy five years ago. Dog guy now. Gotcha. You were actually a cat guy probably five years ago. Definitely was. Definitely was. I'm surprised. You don't think this will be a cult? You don't think when this gets to the teenagers on streaming, the teen, the, the 13 year olds that 14, 15 year olds that watch this aren't going to think this is hilarious? No, I think this movie will be completely forgotten about five years from now. I hate that you said that. <laughs> I'll say honest. it. I hate that you said that. Maybe I hate that I said that too, and I hate that that's my opinion on it. But it is. I, I genuinely don't think anyone's ever going to. It's not going to do well at the box office. No one's going to watch it. I don't think anyone's going to jump at the opportunity to watch it on streaming whenever it hits streaming. I will. I'm rewatching this. That's fair. <laughs> but I, my dad will. <laughs> he's going to watch the fuck out of this. <laughs> I love that for him. I really do. Look, so my dad, he loved this film. Like I said, first time he's gone to the movies in five years. I roll up. We went at like 2.45 on a Tuesday. I roll up, and he's just standing outside the movie theater, you know, hitting his last vape rips. You know, got to get those in before the hour and a half movie. Love that. And he looked so out of place. I loved it. You could tell he was like, didn't know what to do. Man. Like, just standing in front of the movie theater. He looked like a man who hasn't been to the movies <laughs> in five years. And he, he's like, yeah, I don't know the last time I've been here. And I'm like, it's okay. We can go through the doors and everything. <laughs> like, we could do this. <laughs> I think he was worried because I bought the tickets and I just told him to do the popcorn, our usual arrangement, and he didn't know what to say because I told him to get the refill in the boxes, and I think mm. he, he just didn't want to mess that up, so he waited for me. But, uh, yeah, and then we get to the seats, and he did, like, a feeling out process with the seats and was, like, getting comfortable and trying to recline and, like, trying to find the spot, you know? So, like, I love that. He, he was definitely trying to settle in. I think it took him a little bit to settle in. But let me tell you, the minute this movie started, man, he was laughing from, from beginning to end. His first words afterwards was, I didn't want that movie to end. He literally leaned over and told me during the movie that he had to stop eating popcorn because he was choking on it from laughing too much. <laughs> um, our theater did That's a great problem to have. <laughs> our theater thought this movie was decently funny. There was only like six other people. There were some chuckles. My dad was definitely leading the charge. He was the guy who made it more enjoyable for everyone else, I think. I love I've that. I've talked about this with Stuber. The chuckles were following him. <laughs> Probably. Um, and look, it made me laugh more. I've always said that uh, when other people laugh in a movie, it makes it more enjoyable. And when that happens to be my father, who's getting the biggest kick out of this film. Yeah. That I could, I don't think I've ever seen him laugh this hard. I really don't. That's, I mean, that's fucking great. It, I, people talk about like how action movies and big blockbusters, like you want to see it at a theater with other people. Mm -hmm. People underrate the value of watching a good comedy yeah. impact theater. Not even... I think there's a little bit of a difference. Obviously, pack theater is the best, but you could still watch a good comedy with a group of friends. For sure. Yeah. Whereas you don't – Oppenheimer with a group of friends isn't going to be the same as a theater. Right. It's the – for comedies, it's the crowd, not the theater. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You can watch it on the shittiest screen, mm -hmm. but if you have a bunch of other people watching it, it always makes a comedy. Maybe better. a little bit of drinks flowing. Oh, yeah. Like, go to this on a in Vegas. There's not really any movie theaters on the Strip, but if there was a movie theater on the Strip, Vegas – Is that a missed market? I don't know. I don't Do people so. in Vegas go to the movies? I think I would hate watching a movie in Vegas. There's so many drunk assholes just talking. <laughs> I've seen one, but it was at South Point, but that's way off the strip. So yeah. I had two, actually. That's a lie. So I don't know. But you get get the drinks flowing, you know, maybe a little kickback or something. I don't know. People, it would make it more enjoyable. Now, I've noticed some things about myself and this movie experience helped show that is I think I probably have diagnosable OCD. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. 
And I've looked into it, and like OCD gets misconstrued, misperceived, whatever. Because people think it's like you need everything to be neat and orderly, mm. but that that's part of it if that's like what your brain is focusing on. But the whole obsessive compulsion disorder is like when you like focus on something, that's you all you can fixated th- on it. Yes. Yeah. I've been noticing the last six months how much I do that after I learned like what OCD really is. Like, for example, the other night, well, this was weeks ago, coming home from the softball game, I had no food for lunch the next day on Saturday. And I literally, the whole car ride home was thinking about what I was going to make for lunch and like couldn't figure it out. And so I, the day you kept talking about how you had no food at home? <laughs> probably. No, that was the hurricane day. Oh, that was the hurricane day. <laughs> and I wouldn't stop thinking about it. Or um, my car makes a little bit of a rattle. And when I don't hear it, it's not there. But if I notice it, it I, I, that's the only thing I hear. You're going to speed the guy pulled over on the side of the freeway trying to fix a rattle? Yeah. I'm just so fixated on it. During this movie, someone for like five minutes, I don't even know what the noise was. It was just a very slight, like they were breathing heavy. Maybe it sounded like maybe it was a little bit of a snore, but not a snore. Just kind of like a little, like a, maybe like a, like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally couldn't hear what was happening in the movie because I was so fixated on that little ass noise that I'm pretty sure no one else heard. Mm. And I think I just, I don't know. I might have a little bit of OCD tie. I, I think that's very possible. <laughs> I also think that if I really wanted to be a dick, I could I could really like use that against you. <laughs> yeah, you could. And just like do a prank where I hide something in here that makes like a chirping noise every 45 minutes. So not often enough for you to like track it down and find out where it's at, but enough for it to really bug you throughout your workday. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I'll get up in the middle of the night cuz I didn't if I don't remember, like I'll be like, "Did I lock the door?" I don't know. Did I like and I'll like wake up at 3 a.m. because I'm like, "I don't know if I locked the door and mm-hmm. I need to go check." That's tough. It's crazy, but my dad loved it. It was a good movie theater experience. You said you had a movie theater story before we started, so yeah. let, give me that, and then we'll jump into the scale. Well, the last couple of times we've been go- getting there, um, the the machine isn't working to get your tickets, so you got to get your tickets manually. Yep. Big, long-ass lines for whatever reason. You, on Monday, you had a long line? Well, that's the thing. The last couple of times that I've been there, that's been the case. Show up on Monday. No one's at the fucking theater. Mm-hmm. I get my popcorn. I get my ticket and everything. I sit down before the pre-previews start. Wow, you were on time. I was I was so early. Why are you never on time like that when we go together? Well, I didn't go home first this time. Like I just went straight there because there's some traffic and stuff. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just get there and then it'll probably be a line. So early. Um, <laughs> so I'm the first one in the theater. I watch a group of four. No, no, no. I think it was a group of three. Okay. Walk, walk in in front of me, sit down in front of me. And then like a family of eight. Okay. In the fucking row behind me. And it's. Mom and dad, maybe a couple high schoolers, a couple of, like, late elementary, early middle schoolers. Okay. I was like, okay, like, R-rated comedy, whatever. Not as bad as the guy who took his eight-year-old to see Jackass forever. N- no, not that <laughs> When <bad>. I went. <laughs> but, so there's maybe ten of us total in this fucking theater, maybe twelve. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five minutes into the movie, the entire family of eight gets up and walks out all together, <laughs> never comes back. <laughs> And it was just so fucking funny to me. They didn't know this was an R-rated comedy. No, they thought it was a dog's purpose. They thought it was like a fun (laughs) dog's purpose movie. I'm 100% sure of it. And the whole fucking family just leaves. That's great. And then I'm just, it's just the four of us having a good time. Whenever I laugh, I can hear them laughing. Whenever they laugh, they can hear me laughing. It's a very intimate setting. That's great. I've never been, I don't think I've ever left a movie early. I, I don't have it in my bones. No. Um... I know people who left Cars too early, which is a mistake. That's a great movie. That's the worst of the three. I've been in movies where people leave early and then they just never come back. I, I, I've never done it, but I can imagine if they did. How does that happen? 
I, it's one of my favorite things whenever you're watching like a crude comedy or something that you know isn't for somebody Jack and you, forever and you see them walk in and not like uh, like they don't know and then watching them finish that by walking out never to return it's my favorite fucking thing in the theater for those who don't remember the jackass forever story that was when uh in the beginning there was a montage and there was a dinosaur that is a painted penis mm-hmm. and but it's like it looks it's like a miniature set yeah and you could tell the whole time what it is and it took the dad until the very end with his two young young kids when they zoomed out and showed it was the person mm-hmm. and his his genitalia yeah to realize and then tell his kids Cover your eyes. Yeah. After watching the whole sequence. 15-minute opening of nothing but penis on screen. Yes. So that's – I see, I think we overestimate people's movie-going experience. Like, yeah. we're always so structured, even when we don't do it for the pod. I feel like if you want to see a movie really bad, you research that movie, you go to the – you buy tickets, whatever. I, are there people that just show up? Did that family of eight show up and, like, see the dog poster and go, oh, let's go watch that? I don't know what the fuck happened. Like, but yeah. there's got to be those people where it's just like, I want to go to the movies a day, and they just show up to the movies. What are we watching? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I've only done that once in my life. It was to the Dollar Theater with my grandma. And we saw the Lorax. Pretty good movie. Okay, not bad. Cried a lot. Yeah, cried over the trees. I don't know. That was when I was like a teen. I was like 13, 14. I remember I tweeted the quote that was at the end of it. You're too old to be crying at that movie at 13, 14. Ty, I cry now. Let me no, tell you, but I not cried at, at this movie. movie. You cried at this movie. <laughs> plot slash story. <laughs> Let's get into it because it was a plot good enough to make you bring it to tears. This is a story of Reggie. It is. Getting abandoned and having a journey of self-realization, self-discovery, self-acceptance, his self-worth, and a journey of revenge against Doug. Mm-hmm. It's a what are these type of movies where it's like three kids or three dogs going on an adventure? Like it's an adventure movie. No, but I feel like there's a movie like when they're riding the train and <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's an adventure movie. <laughs> <laughs> they go from point A to point. This movie point follows, A to point. You mean the adventure <laughs> of getting to point B? This movie follows a very similar structure. A very look. They're they're not trying to break down any barriers here they went from point a to point b there was a little bit of a hurdle from point a to point b then they go to from point a point point b to point c there's a little bit of there's an even bigger hurdle and then point c to point d there's an even bigger hurdle and then after point d they turn on each other they're not friends anymore they quickly realize that they were wrong and then boom they're all friends again they accomplish what they were going for happy days it's over we've seen it a million times the plot the structure it's generic it's vanilla i get it but was it a bad story is what I must ask you, Ty. There you go. I don't think it was a bad story. Okay. And when I think of this story, I think of it in the same vein as another movie we recently watched as recent as last week. As Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle, the most cookie-cutter superhero story you can make. Yeah. Stray's the most cookie-cutter dog adventure movie you can make. Okay. Nine out of 20. Okay. Same score. You gave Blue Beetle a nine? Yep. So I I guess I was higher on the cookie cutter Blue Beetle. I gave it a 12. Yeah, you were. Um, this movie, very much just an adventure movie. They, they yeah. He gets abandoned. I do like the the little revenge arc and then coming to terms and then the, what is it, Bug? Is the side character named Bug? Bug, Jamie Bug. Foxx's dog. <laughs> His, uh, I'm, a, I'm a lone wolf to I have a pack to I want a person mm-hmm. kind of arc. I like that. 
I'm giving it less credit than Blue Beetle, but I'm two points higher than you. I'm at an 11. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's a very, it's an action movie. Or an adventure movie. It's not an action movie. <laughs> not an action movie. <laughs> um, it's an adventure movie. Like, it's a group of people that's, it could have been done so fucking poorly and just boring and, and stupid, but like. I don't know. It's a quick point A to point B. There's nothing wrong with the plot. There's no like, why the fuck are we doing this? It's very like, yeah, stuff happens. It's a comedy. They, you know, they do a little bit of drugs here. They go to prison here. Like it all kind of makes sense to me and it works. And I like some of the character arcs. I'm 99.9% sure that this like exact movie exists like a G rated dog trying to go back to its owner or whatever. Oh, a million percent. Yeah. Like it, this, and it, he meets dog friends and then he has to choose between the owner and the friend, whatever. Like this movie exists. They just made it R rated. <laughs> like, yeah. So I will say, I like that this movie, it does a little trick where it's like, you know, he, he gets abandoned, whatever he meets his group of friends and they're like, Oh, we got to get back to Doug. How do we get back to Doug? And then it gives you three bullet points. Yeah. You're looking for the, the hamster wheel, hamster wheel, the cone, cone, the devil in the, the sky. Great reveal on the devil in the sky. Wonderful. I fucking, I died of laughter. I, I don't remember if they showed the mailman poster. I don't think poster. they did. I remembered the other two, but I couldn't <laughs> yeah. remember what he was talking the about for devil, like, in the the devil in the sky. Yeah. Great it reveal. Fucking, it was fucking wonderful. <laughs> and the fact that they laid that out so early, I feel like I was checking off things as I watched the movie. I was like, there's the hamster wheel. Now we got to find the cone. There's the cone. And it just, I don't know. It worked for me. It helped Al- the flat flow. Almost like a flat 2006 flow. PS2 video game that's based off a movie. Remember those? Yeah. A million percent. <laughs> I tell Gavin, Riley's little brother, who's 12 about those, and he's just so mind blown. He's like, so they just like made a lot of games off of movies? I'm like, Gav, almost every game was off a movie. The entire market. <laughs> like, that was the video game. He's like, how'd you play those online? I was like, you didn't. No. It and, was just you. And I, I, it's crazy to think about, because like, when we were younger, our parents would tell us shit like that. And like, I don't know. Video games doesn't seem like it's that old. Spider-Man but- 3 video game? Spider-Man 2 was the best. That one was my favorite. Yes, but Spider-Man 3 video game where you, where you get the fucking symbiote suit? I don't think I ever played 3. goes hard as fuck. I had a lot of, like, all my video games were movie video games. Even movies yeah. I hadn't seen. I'd play the video game. I don't know if they actually got Tobey Maguire or if it was, like, a voice actor impersonating him. it was Tobey. But, look, getting the movie star to do the voice for the game, mm-hmm. you feel like you're fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, that's a... That might be a, a list for us to do in a different podcast. Even Best though movie, we, video games? Yeah. I don't hate it. Spider-Man 2 is my one-on-one, so you better hope. That's, I mean, that's fair. That's a great game. It's <laughs> fucking wonderful. It, it was like PG GTA. That and The Simpsons Hit and Run. Yeah. Those were the two. Simpsons Hit and Run. Spider-Man 2 was PG game. GTA. Simpsons Hit and Run was PG 13 GTA. And GTA then, was rated R. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Let's, uh, I know we switched our scale over. And now I'm just switching it back, you know, and just completely negating what we've already established. And I've done this a few times in the past. Mm-hmm. I think we just blaze through visual cinematography because there's not much to talk about. Like, yeah. it's very – it's shot simply. There's nothing different about it. It's CGI. It's real dogs, but, like, the CGI mouths. Look, this movie's not going to win any awards for visuals. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it had good visuals. I almost give it credit because I feel like it could have looked a lot worse. And I don't know if you agree with me on this. I watched Lion King and it's just kind of like that movie had a lot bigger of a budget and it looks more forced. Like some of the times when they're talking, yeah, it obviously doesn't look great, but it could have looked worse. I thought it was fine for what it was. I give it a 10. Okay. I'm two points lower than you. I'm at an eight. I think the CGI shit, whenever it was used with like the fucking eagle in the sky and them falling down the tree and stuff like 
Looks terrible. Just don't <laughs> do that shot. It's fucking terrible. You have a way. Drop a real dog in, on a tree. Like, give me something practical. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can do a plushie. Oh, you know what? Give me the Will Ferrell has done this before in a movie. Give me the Casa de Me Padre, the the stuffed animal <laughs> version of the animal as a fill in for the action sequences. That's a deep cut movie. How many people know about Casa? Not de Me a Padre? lot, but it's it's very relevant to the conversation we're having. <laughs> well, they even did that in Anchorman when Baxter gets kicked off the bridge. Remember, <laughs> it's, it's Will Ferrell has experience with this. <laughs> it's the most obvious plush dog you've ever seen. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> stiff, floating through the air. But that's kind of. I kind of wish they did do that now in this movie. That would have actually been funny. Yeah. Like, make it a plush, but make it super obvious a plush. Like, don't, don't make, make it a that plush. Make it a hard plastic like version of a dog. <laughs> yes. Make that the joke. Yeah. Like, that's a missed opportunity. That works great. It always plays. In any movie that, every time it happened in Casa de Me Padre is the best part of that movie. Not a good movie. Very funny part. Um. So, yeah, two points lower for that. Other than that, yeah, I agree. I think it does... The Lion King thing, just as good, if not better, than Lion King, where, like, the animals convey emotion. Just as good with, like, a fourth of the budget, which yeah. is why, like, Lion King's bad in comparison. Like, Lion yeah. King should not be in the same conversation as Strace. <laughs> Lion King live action is just never should have existed. Dog shit film. I never saw it. I thought you just said you did. No. I've seen, like, the clips, obviously, oh, okay. of, like, you know, but I've never seen the whole movie. Yeah. Not good. I've never seen the original Lion King either, so I'm just holding true to that. Insane. Insane thing to say. I'm not just saying Biggest it. Biggest movie, it's a fact. The Year We Were Born, that come out? I've seen it. 98. I've technically seen it once in French class, but I wasn't paying attention, and it was in French, so I wouldn't know what they were saying, anyways. Yeah, I don't count that. Yeah, so. Okay. Seen Lion King one and a half. It's a great movie. <laughs> you were just completely lost on. Have you seen Lion King 2? No. You've only seen the connecting point between two movies you have not seen. Lion King 1 and a half might be the greatest. That's another list idea. Maybe we've done this. The best straight to DVD films? We have not. That's my, that's my one on one. So you better hope you get the number one overall pick I if don't you want know, that movie. I don't know if I can name five off the top of my head, though, is the problem. Let I'm sure drafting. if we looked them up, we could. But, like, oh, that movie was straight to DVD. You know what I mean? But yeah. that movie had freaking Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? A Grubbinaire? Yeah, the games that they had on it was pretty sick. <laughs> they had, like, you could ride the Haunted Mansion, but it was Lion King, like, decorated. It was it was awesome. Revolutionary. Netflix needs to do that. Like, you could stream yeah. something, or you can just hit, like, the, the more. They've experimented with interactive stuff. I'm surprised they haven't done something like the extras that were on yeah. DVDs back in our day. I can't remember the name of it, but the, like, Choose Your Own Adventure movie that they did with Will Poulter. Okay, yeah. Blows my fucking mind. They had to record so many scenes. They did that, one probably. of those with Bear Grylls too, like a survival one. You had to like pick what he was gonna do, and it was either like he would succeed or he would like start doing it, and then be like, "Actually, if I do this, I would die." And here's why. And then you'd have to start over. That's so boring. <laughs> Give me a fake plushy Bear Grylls and let him fall off the mountain. <laughs> Key elements, Ty. This is the category that has to do a lot of the, not the only one, but has to do a lot of the heavy lifting. If this is gonna be within the lines and get a fresh score for any of us. Look, my dad might be – I'm bumping it. My dad <laughs> might be uh, adding to this, and I, I recognize that. Will I go back and change this in the future? No, I'm going to hold true to this. I gave this a perfect 20 Did out of you? 20, Ty. I haven't laughed this hard in a movie in a long time. That's ex- that's what I told Riley afterwards. Like I've had moments. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ray Filet, laughing my ass Very off. funny. I've had individual moments where I laughed. Uh, no Hard Feelings was funny. Don't get me wrong. Start to finish, I haven't laughed in a movie this much in a long 
long time in the theater. Game night. Laughed a lot in that movie too. Um, but didn't see that in the theater. This movie was hilarious. It was crude. Very funny. It was exactly what it needed to be. It was emotional for me. I cried twice. Twice? I cried twice. I mean, we skipped past the, that in plot slash story. What I, point of the plot and story did you cry? I, I cried when Doug first dropped him off and he got his ball and then he was just like all sad. And you he, have no connection to the characters at that point in the film. That all, is, I can, all I can think about was Maurice, okay? No, that's a guy who's looking for a reason to cry. That's a guy who knows. No, no, no. That's a guy who knows he's going into the movie, and his rules are: if a movie can make me laugh and no, cry, it gets no. a score. And you already knew it was going to make you laugh, so you were like, "Better find a way to get these tears out." <laughs> no, don't fuck. No, no. That's exactly what that is. Sorry, I was emotional because I was thinking about my dog. If he got stranded like that, I only teared up in that part. I didn't cry. I was just getting a little emotional. Okay. And then I cried at the end when Jamie Foxx had his owner, and he was all happy. Pug, bug, whatever his name was. Bug. Yeah. Bug. I was like. Because he had bug eyes. Freaking bug. I'm so happy for him. How did you feel about when he bit the girl's ankle and they, they got rid of him? Any emotion there? No, because they instantly made it a joke with Pug saying it was the, the bitch's fault or whatever he said about the, <laughs> the eight-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> so, kept, those tears, uh, kept those tears locked away there. Look, I don't know if you laughed as hard, and I know you would have laughed more if you went with my dad, but like... Fuck, Ty. I can name... I know that's not good podcast material, but 10 different moments from this movie that just... When they're falling through the trees and they see the three squirrels having sex and he's like, <laughs> are they having a wrestling match? My dad was in tears and it made me laugh. Like, the most throwaway line ever. Yeah. Uh, I, when they're trying to get the keys. I fucking love that scene <laughs> so much. Mound. It's so dramatic in the shadow and everything and then it cuts away and he's still <laughs> three feet away from the keys. The beginning, it starts you with a bang when they introduce Jamie Foxx's character and he's doing the whole crazy dog trick and he's talking about how he, he you know, humps trash or whatever he was saying and like, yeah, I was laughing my ass off. His whole, the running bit with the couch Dolores being his girlfriend. That, so I had to hold myself back from laughing while you were like talking about the plot slash story. Do you know who voiced that couch? <laughs> no, I don't. Sofia Vergara from uh, Modern <laughs> Family fame. <laughs> nice. That's fucking that's, wonderful. That's perfect. <laughs> what a wonderful one day on set. Fun time overall, and then he he he's doing he's doing it with the new couch on his new house, and the owner tells him don't do that, and he's like nothing will get between us, baby. Yeah. Just like dumb little things like that. If you're in the if you're not in the right mood, it's not going to be funny. If you're not expecting crude, it's not going to be funny. If you go with someone who loves this type of comedy, it's going to be hilarious, and it was hilarious for me, and I can't wait to rewatch this on streaming. Yeah, I mean, so look, I'm. I 100% agree that this would have got a three-point bump probably if I watched <laughs> it with you and your dad. Um, but just the four of us in the theater, it's a very funny movie, and I laughed throughout. I did laugh slightly harder at No Hard Feelings, and that was my my barrier here. That's mm -hmm. how I rated it. Very, very slightly, I laughed harder at No Hard Feelings. Um, this is a fucking hilarious movie, though. It's a 17 out of 20 for me. I Very empty theater, and I was driving a lot of the laughing, and I had plenty of moments where I was laughing by myself. Um, but I mean, again, if I'm with you guys, it's getting a 20 also. Yeah. But my dad was wheezing. Very fucking funny. Wheezing. Yeah. The whole, <laughs> the, the climax to, uh, when he's actually biting Doug's dick off mm -hmm. yeah. to, uh, wrecking ball. Wonderful. That Wonderful whole song sequence, choice. my dad, like <laughs> it reminded me of the theater when uh in Avengers Endgame when like Cap picks up the 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 hammer for the first time and everyone goes crazy yeah like <laughs> so stupid like that was that stupid. moment for your dad I love you dad but 
it made it so much more enjoyable. I say this from a place of love because yeah. I loved it. Made it better because like they're all having the fight scene and stuff, and then you see him put uh, the the dog puts his weight like his weight on his chest so he can't <laughs> yeah. get up, and then they spread his legs and they pan over to to uh, Reggie, and you just see my dad sit up. And <laughs> I think he said like no way or something like that. <laughs> and then as soon as as soon as it started, he was like clapping and hooting and hollering like it was. <laughs> it just, and then he made sure to say perfect song choice while it like right after it happened. He's like, oh, such a perfect song choice. It's like, wonderful. I, it's a fucking blast. I will say I was surprised we didn't get a fake penis in, in Reggie's mouth. I Yeah, I was expecting Shocked to that they hid the bit penis yeah. from, from the audience. I was too. I really was. It's rated R. You, just, you do a prop penis. Will Ferrell's done penis in his movies before. Yeah. <laughs> um, was it Get Hard where he did it, where he went in the stall and – it was a miscommunication, and the guy thought he was trying to give him a blowjob, and then I it cuts remember. over, and it's just right in his face. We saw that. I'm pretty sure it was Get Hard because we saw that. Oh, no, so my dad went and saw that movie too, so maybe it's not once every five years. That was like 2015, 2016. We saw that with Caitlin, who at the time was like 12 or 13, and Wild. it was just like unexpected just right there. And I remember my parents were like, oh, my God. And like Got John C. Riley's testicles on a drum set in Step Brothers. That's true. So he's not opposed to it. No. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's still a very, very funny movie, though. Laughs throughout. It's throwing up shots left and right. Oh, yeah. The entire movie is, is just fucking joke after joke after joke. Hitting at a pretty good fucking rate, though. And it, it's the kind of jokes, like... I I love the sophisticated, dry humor of some, like, other... You know, there's different types of comedy. Like, I love a good, sophisticated, dry humor. Me and Riley just binge-watched the show Jury Duty. I don't know if you ever watched that. I watched parts of it. It was good. And it was like yeah. dry humor and kind of making fun of the real guy or whatever. Like, and I know you love dry humor too. Like, you know, so very much so there's a place for that, but there's also a place for just like the dumb comedy that you could repeat in a circle at lunch at Sultana high school. And we're all just half of our personality is just quoting a fucking movie that was made 10 years ago. Yeah. Like that's what this movie brought me back to. And like, I found myself telling Riley about the jokes in the movie and like laughing and like, she's, obviously like laughing along just to be supportive but it's like obviously it's not as funny when i tell her about how jamie fox's character was getting in trouble and he said he had to do his white dog voice and then started talking like a white dude like it's just it's funny man it's fucking great i i think that point leads very well into our next category of characters okay i think that the way that they constructed this cast is just such a great combination of all those different st- styles of comedy yeah you get the Will Ferrell with the over the top, but like the kind of goody goody. Mm-hmm. You get the Jamie Foxx with just like the snarky bullshit. The Randall Park, which is the fucking as straight as it can be. Kind oh, of was humor. Randall Park. Randall Park. <laughs> Randall Park is fucking goaded in animated roles. He's so fucking good playing an animated character. <laughs> I didn't realize that was him. Um, Maggie is Isla Fisher, who is most notably known for um, Wedding Crashers. She's the girl trying okay. to have sex um, with the one guy mm-hmm. the entire time. All four of them were fantastic. They played into their personalities, too. Yeah. Because um, even other characters later in the movie, but, like, the Will Ferrell character, like like you said, he's he's kind of good, but he's over the top. But he's got that, um, not delusion, but, like, I guess delusion's a decent word, where, like, <laughs> when he's humping the, the gnome and Jamie Foxx tells him to call him his daddy, and then he yeah. literally thinks that's his son now. Well, the entire like, time. Just that, that kind of, like, you know, that's kind of how Will Ferrell is. Jamie Foxx is Jamie Foxx. Like, that is Jamie Foxx playing a dog. Million percent. And it works out great. You get Rob Riggle as a cop dog, which is the most perfect casting ever. Like Two perfect castings in this movie. Rob Riggle as a German Shepherd. <laughs> Jimmy Tatro as a Rottweiler. Yeah. 
I didn't even know that was him, but wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Those are who those people would be as dogs. And it's just good casting. And I don't know if the casting came first and the character development came later. I don't know if uh, they gave the care. They might've just gave these actors more free reign. Will Ferrell likes to do that. Like, Hey, let's just have fun. But like it works, man. And I know you love an ensemble cast. I usually hurt animated characters cause it's just acting, but I thought everyone works so well in this and you can't do a comedy if people don't work well together. I gave it the same score. I gave no hard feelings, Ty. I gave it a 14 out of 20. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. It works for me. The, the fucking Josh Gad, Josh Gad <laughs> bit where he's, dog. Yeah, yeah. where he's just narrating and they completely shit on a dog's purpose. They say the phrase a dog's purpose <laughs> just like right on the fucking nose. And then the switch up to he's a serial killer and he has three bodies buried in his backyard. <laughs> yeah. I was dying of fucking laughter at that. Um, just very like on the nose, making fun of shit. Doug Will Forte. Wonderful piece of shit. He's always played a great piece of shit his entire career. He was great in that role. Um, I, I'm i right there with you. I give it a 14 as well. Look, it's voice acting. It's comedy. It's no fucking crazy dramatic performances. A lot of it's just stupid fun. But it works so well together, and they all play off of each other so well in this movie that it makes for a very, very, very fun um, movie-going experience. Yeah, it's very fun. And... uh leads into enjoyment tie I've, I've hyped this movie up a lot you might think it's getting a certain score there's some things holding it back i i wouldn't say it's a perfect 20 because yes it made me laugh and cry which is like my two favorite things to do in a movie yep but you know i still think there's an upper level there's talladega nights there's anchorman a movie like this is just it's going to be competing with those naturally you know like it's it's that's just what it is like those are the you if you want to be in that that tier you got to be with those. And then I was thinking like 19 and I didn't, I gave it minus one. Actually, I was thinking 19. I said, you know what? I'm gonna bump it down one to an 18. So I just told you my score there. And the reason was Ty big miss by them. Mostly for me, not a single wiener dog in this movie. None. If there's a wiener dog, this is a 19 out of 20. It's a movie about dogs and wiener. Huge missed opportunity, but no wiener dogs. Let, let freaking Reggie fight a wiener dog to get ready to fight. Like, this movie was only an hour and a half. We could have added seven minutes where, where Bug takes him to an underground dog fighting ring to get him ready to chew off a wiener, and he has to fight this freaking wiener dog. Wiener dogs are – I don't know if it was like because the wiener dog's already popular with uh, Secret Life of Pets, and, you know, like maybe they didn't want to – Oh, animated, yeah. And, and it's universal, so okay, maybe they didn't want to like Hurt the o- brand. overlap those too much. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's just do other types of dogs. Now, are wiener dogs too – I would say too like they're kind of too trendy right now too. I feel like, but well, not only that, but well, kind of that like too much of like a high viewed dog to be a stray. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, there's not going to be a wiener dog on the street. The second someone sees that, that's their dog now. Yeah, and they're very trendy, so maybe they just wanted to go against the trends. You know, wiener dogs are in like, I think they account for like fifty percent of all dogs in commercials now. Like, right. there's a wiener dog boom. There is. Yeah, people love a wiener dog. Including me, I have one. Yeah, you do. He's sitting right over there. Just chilling. Chilling in his little cove. So, missed <laughs> opportunity for them. Look, I, I loved it. I had a lot of fun. I'm going to rewatch it. I'm going to recommend it to anyone who likes this type of comedy. Um, if Brandon's in town and it's on streaming by then, I'm going to sit everyone down and we're going to watch it together. You know, just talk, have a good time, hang out, but have it on in the background. Sebastian's over. Going to show it to him. Okay. When it comes out streaming, going to show it to Riley, excuse me, I got the hiccups. I loved it. 18. 
A little lower than you. I figured. Still had a lot of fun. I'm at the exact same score as No Hard Feelings. It's 16 out of 20 for me. I, I feel I like that's that 16. That's my most recent comedy. I feel like I had just as much fun with that as I did this. It's not shitting on it. It's not anything crazy. It's just, I. it's probably nostalgia, but comedies of my youth. Yeah. They feel like there's just a different level to this. Yeah. And we're getting back towards that direction. Two great comedies, the last two comedies we've seen. Um, We'll discuss next week because I think we may have another comedy on the horizon. I've already watched it, so. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, 16, it feels fair. I had a good time with this. I'm right there with you. I'm going to recommend it to people who I, I think will like this type of stuff. Your dad like this movie? He's on, I think he's on the edge. He might like this movie. He, but he loves vulgar comedy. He does. But I feel like he's like he can also be like, well, it's stupid. He so does get a little highbrowy sometimes. Yeah, he can be. I know you're listening to this, Riley. He's a little, pers- you know. I love you, but you get a little highbrowy. He can, you know. You're not above dick jokes. Dogs chewing no. up dick jokes. I feel like he's the first person to make a dick joke at, a, at a gathering. Is it because they're they're coming up on his on his corner? He feels yeah. He feels threatened <laughs> by these kind of movies. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I'm not going to tell this story on the podcast because I think he would. Maybe not be upset at us, but when he told a joke at a bad time at the last time we all got together, it was uh, dog related, if you remember. Oh, no. Remember that? I do. That was. It's not great. <laughs> that was one of my favorite Riley moments. Terrible. <laughs> it was so funny. This is the worst thing you can do on a podcast is talk about something so funny and then not bring it up. <sighs> Just it made a joke at an inappropriate time. <laughs> terribly, terribly inappropriate time. <laughs> What's your final score, Ty? I ended up with a final score of 66 out of 100. What'd you give it, Jay? 71 out of 100. Five points higher than me. Thought it was an 81 uh, when that's I did it in my head. Just bad math. <laughs> and I was like, wow, yeah. that's a really high score. <laughs> that's a very, very hard score for a comedy like this to achieve. That, that's why I was so shocked. Um, but that gives us a final score of 68 and a half out of 100, making Strays the 107th movie out of the 190 film. 195 films we've reviewed. Wow. It is with the likes of The Binge. There's a real fucking throwback comedy. That's not a throwback. Um, well, just one people the probably style. forgot about from a couple of years ago that we Well, reviewed. it's very similar to this. It's just a crude comedy that was like it was from the 2004. Yeah. I mean, I gave I gave The Binge one point higher. You gave The Binge one point lower. Makes sense. Just right there with it. I, I can't I can't make this up. We have the binge at sixty eight and a half, strays at sixty eight and a half, no hard feelings at sixty eight. Those three are literally back to back to back on our scale. Vacation Friends one, sixty seven and a half. That's another yeah. just dumb comedy. Bros, sixty six, another kind of vulgar dumb comedy. Yeah. Look, if you're a dumb vulgar comedy and you do it well, you're gonna be in the high sixties, the low seventies. How do we get north of that? What's our closest comedy above that? I don't. I feel because like Free Guy would you know kind of a comedy, but it's different. Eurovision, but that was because the music was so good. Yeah, the music was fucking. It fantastic. carried this the cinematography score. It's wild, but that's still only at a seventy one and a half. So I guess that's not really that much higher. Free Guy seventy six. Yeah, there isn't really like a next tier. Free Guy was more creative. We have Good Boys sitting at an eighty. That's probably the next tier. King of Sta- uh, the Borat movie. But that, that's, Borat's different, too. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think if you're just this type of comedy, Step Brothers is up at 80. If you're this type of comedy, this is where you land, you know? This is probably what you're shooting for. 
Yeah. Like, this is perfectly, if you're making a low-budget comedy, this is where you want to be. Nothing crazy. You're not going to win any awards. People are going to have fun with it. The unfortunate part is no one is watching this movie. QB Halloween, I gave a 71 right in that ballpark as well. Disgusting. (laughs) Terrible fucking movie. (laughs) It was a great movie, Ty. (sighs) Random AI. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter pod, but it's all right. Random AI synopsis, Ty. I've done two actors the last two weeks. And this is a man who's not an actor, but is one of those characters where he's separate from the actor. There's a few examples of this. There's Ron Burgundy, who was... Easily could have been this, but I didn't go Ron Burgundy. You haven't used him yet, keeping him in your back pocket. I am keeping him in my back pocket. Ted Lasso is another character. That feels, yeah, that's fair. It's a different version of a very famous actor. But I feel like Ted Lasso and Jason Sudeikis are two different people, is the point I'm making. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's, it's a persona that they've created. Pretty much if you have a mustache, you're a different person. I think that's what I'm learning with those two, those two characters. Okay. This third character, I, the first one that comes to mind that's like similar to that for me would be Borat, also has a mustache. <laughs> the third one doesn't have a mustache, but he is played by the same actor as the first one, Mr. Will Ferrell. Had to do a Will Ferrell character um, because it's a Will Ferrell movie. And I had to do I, – I, the more I think about this movie, the more I think I like it more than Anchorman. But I just can't do that to myself. No, just, it's, it's Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. Okay, yeah. If you ain't first, you're last. How oh, you think, about, you think about Talladega Nights, you like it more than... I thought you were saying that about a Shrays. I was like, that's that's recency. No. Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. How does Ricky Bobby talk? Hi, my name's Ricky Bobby. He's, yeah, he's just got a little little accent to do, him. Do I kind of sound like Ricky Bobby if you ain't first, you're last? No, you're way too... You sound more like a real skinny tweaker version of Do Ricky I sound Bobby. like Matthew McConaughey again? Do I sound you're, more you're, like Matthew you do. McConaughey you do. You're, you're closer to Matthew week. McConaughey, yeah. Oh, 100%. If you ain't first, you, how does Ricky? Hold on, I'm gonna pause the, pause the podcast. Okay, I just watched some Ricky Bobby. I think I could do this. A little bit of homework. <clears throat> hold on, I gotta warm up. Do eight pounds, six ounce, baby Jesus. <clears throat> well, let me tell you about this movie called Redacted. Redacted, folks. It's like you got these big old spaceships showing up all over the place, and everyone's like, "What in tarnation going on here?" There's this fella, actor name. He's a pilot or something, and he's got to save the day, you know, like racing to the finish line, but with aliens instead of racing cars. <laughs> and then you got this other fella, other actor name. He's real smart, and he's trying to figure out how to beat these space critters using his brain in a computer, like a NASCAR pit crew chief planning the perfect strategy. But it's all about America, folks. Fireworks, barbecue, and folks standing up to defend their home turf, just like I do on the racetrack. They got to give them aliens a good old southern welcome they'll never forget. And I'll tell you. There's some big explosions and flag waving going on. Because when the chips are down, Americans don't back down. Whether it's on the racetrack or the sky <laughs> fighting off them space invaders. So y'all better buckle up. Because movie name is a wild ride that'll make you proud to be American. Just like me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> trademark Ricky Bobby number one. Trademark Ricky Bobby. That was wonderful. Uh, you nailed it by the ending there. You were oh. locking it down. Thanks, Ty. That's, that's one of your better ones yet. <laughs> Thank you. It only took you watching a movie probably fucking 200 plus times. <laughs> You finally got there. So I've never seen this film. Okay. <laughs> I'm 99% sure you're talking about Independence Day with Will Smith, though. Yeah, what gave it away? Um, <laughs> American pride, aliens, spaceship. That's yeah. about, I think that's probably the worst one yet in terms of hiding what movie this movie is. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, I usually try to get us in, like, I'll go through a bunch of movies, um, where I try to get a vague one, but I did this one and he just made multiple NASCAR references and I liked 
the American aspect of it because Ricky Bobby's very American. We know this. 100%. So I was yeah. like, I'm just going to roll with it because if this was a movie Ricky Bobby would want – if there was a movie Ricky Bobby would want to do a synopsis on, it's probably Independence Day. Um, Close. It's uh, it's the movie that won the Oscar for best movie ever. What the fuck's the joke? What's the movie? It's the fucking in the, in the movie they make this joke. Yeah. Oh, I don't My know. Fucking god! It's got it's got the one racist dude, the one one fucking Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Hold on, hold on. We're fucking pulling it at Braveheart. I don't remember that line. I'll be honest. Yeah, he's talking to fucking I don't, whatever the French dude's name is. Uh-huh. He's like, like Braveheart. He's like, won the Academy Award. He's like, for what? He's like, best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loves Braveheart. Okay, idea. I don't know if this is actually replicable, but or doable. Would it be fun to get in the mind of movie characters and like pick like Ricky Bobby's five favorite movies? Like if he had, oh. that, you know what I mean? Yeah, Independence Day is on that list, right? I think so. Yeah, 100%. Maybe cars? Or does he hate cars? No, he can't fucking stand cars. <laughs> because it's making a mockery mm-hmm. of, of his yeah, job? 100%. He, he'd probably like, uh, he definitely likes the, maybe not the movie. He likes American Pie. He loves American Pie, Ricky okay. Bobby. Yeah. Um, he likes the show. What's the show from the 80s with the hot rod? And I think, uh, was Pamela Anderson in it? You're the Baywatch? Not Baywatch. There's one with Pamela Anderson. You're thinking of like Knight Rider? Not Knight Rider. Uh, shit. 80s show about car. This is going to be so bad. It's going to be Knight Rider. It's going to be the first one. It's not Knight Rider. The one where they're like rednecks. They made a movie about it. Oh, Dukes of Hazzards. Yeah, Dukes of Hazzards. He loves Dukes of Hazzards. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Um, I don't know what other movies he would love, but he probably has a soft spot. He's there's like a and granted, Talladega Nights came out 2006, so it's got to be movies pre 2006. But like Mm -hmm. Toy Story or something like that, where he's like, I didn't know a a computer movie could make me feel like this. And then there's probably just like a fucking curveball in there, like 13 going on 30. (laughs) Yeah, something random. Yeah, I don't hate that. It's a good idea. If we ever run out of like our opinions on things, we can pretend to know someone else's <laughs> fake opinion on things, <laughs> and just keep running back things we've done before. Ooh, I love it. Ricky Bobby's version of a whole draft. <laughs> <laughs> the whole that that fits the the fig and the fig Newton. Yeah, <laughs> I do love fig Newtons. <laughs> oh gosh, Ty, what are we reviewing next week? <sighs> next week we're reviewing. Uh, teased it earlier another comedy the w- now was this first one always on hulu yeah it was straight to streaming wasn't it but was it hulu thought I, so i thought the first one was netflix i i'm could be completely i'm pretty sure right it was here. hulu pretty sure vacation friends 2 starring john cena L- lil rel aka budget store kevin hart correct did you see did you see kevin hart's in a wheelchair <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed. That shouldn't have been my first response. That was very funny. But yeah, because he was trying to do a no, there's, 40 yard dash or look, something. Man, when a funny guy tries to do something athletic and hurts himself, you're always allowed to laugh. <laughs> okay, good to know. That's just, I'm sorry. <laughs> you are. Um, it makes me feel better about hurting like every muscle in my body going back and playing adult softball. So yeah. This is the comedian Tom Segura. I saw a TikTok of him in a, it was like a fake dunk contest with some of his friends on a lowered rim. Mm-hmm. And he, he went to go up for a dunk and tore his patellar. Oh, jeez. And f- while falling down, his arm got tucked behind him and shattered his arm. Oh, my. All in one go. It's the funniest fucking clip I've ever seen of somebody hurting themselves. That's horrible. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly. Stretching is important. If you're over the age of like 21, <laughs> once you turn 21, you could drink beer legally. You also mm-hmm. need to stretch. Yeah. Unless you're like still active. Well, yeah, but. 
I think that's... But I feel like still active people know you need to stretch. I think still active people stretch. Okay. You think Ben stretches? Yeah, for sure. So, you got to stretch. More so if you're not active and you're trying to be active again. And remember how active you used to be? Yeah. It's a fucking problem. <laughs> My side still hurts from pickleball three weeks ago. <laughs> I like... Strain my intercoastal muscles or something. Okay. My hamstring, I still don't know if it's 100%. Haven't tried running. Yeah. That so. thing. Lingering injuries. <laughs> you also don't recover as much. No, you which don't. Which is why stretching is even more important. I'm only 24. <laughs> uh, vacation Friends, it's on Hulu. It's streaming. It's got John Cena, Laurel Howery. The follow-up to the original, which we gave a survey says. What is that from? Family Feud? 60 we just i just told you it was like a 67 and a half did you look i'm gonna be fr- I'm 67 a f- and a half you nailed it on the fucking head i'm gonna be straight with the audience i've already seen this movie i've seen half of this movie really you said you started it. i feel i thought that would only be like 20 minutes well over half i just got tired can you make sure you at least finish it and not lie to me no 100 percent. i will finish it it's not great it's there's no hard feelings there's strays and then there's the follow-up to vacation friends i think we blaze through this well, maybe not blaze through it, but we definitely should do a draft after. No, 100%. There's a draft next week. I was thinking vacation-related. I think we've done some vacation-related stuff. Maybe we do. I don't want to do best things that you could do on a vacation because that's kind of played out. Maybe overrated things. Maybe underrated. I don't know. It'll be vacation-oriented, but not just like a vacation draft. I think we figured it out here. Five most overrated vacation things. Five most underrated vacation things. Which one do you like more? My only issue with those is we're restricting ourselves to, like, actual vacation things, and the creativity bubble gets hindered. Mm, you just want to say whole draft, my the Holy the Spirit. Holy Spirit. I, I always want to leave a Holy Spirit spot open on my draft board. And I feel like underrated things on a vacation, there's just... That's as straightforward as it gets. But what vacation-related draft can we do where it opens up creativity for you, Ty? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't the one who wanted to do this live on the pod. Well... I made my pitch for what I want to do. If you can think of something better, then let me know. If not, that's what we're doing. Okay. I already got some in the chamber. Either yeah. way. Okay. I hope you're I, – I hope – I don't know. I hope I can come up with something. If not, I'll find a way to be creative soon. We'll have a blast. It'll be a great draft. All right. Go watch it. Um, you got anything else, Jay? Nope. That'll be it. Hulu. John Cena. Look. Laurel Howley. Howley. No, but – we love John Cena here, so just go support him. Yes. Regardless of what our opinions on this film are going to be, go support our comedic. He just God. signed up for like nine yeah. WWE SmackDown appearances in Fuck a row. Yeah. Like a long fucking longest streak like, he's had in years. Is he back? John Cena know. back? I'm by far the number one WWE fan who hasn't watched WWE in a decade. <laughs> Only ever. F- I follow it on TikTok. I watch all the fucking highlights. I see like throwback documentaries about it. <laughs> you hear it. me talk about it. All the time. And I'm very, like, in the know. I know the one dude just passed away. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it since I was probably, like, 12. I'm in a perfect place. I don't watch it weekly because that's just too much of a time commitment. That's three hours on Mondays, two hours on Fridays, another hour or two hours on Wednesdays if you watch NXT. There's AEW. Mm-hmm. I watch the WWE pay-per-views. Yeah. They're free. They're on Peacock. I will make sure I'm not busy that day, and I'll watch a WWE pay-per-view. I think there's actually one I coming think- up soon can you still call them pay-per-views if you don't have to pay they're premium live events now okay um and i went to wrestlemania so i'm in i'm in a great spot wrestling's never been hotter i don't even do that (laughs) i don't do that at all but i know everything that's happening 
I'll say it. John Cena, during his tour, if they come play the uh, Ontario, because they, they come do Raw at the Ontario Arena, Toyota Arena. Do they? Uh-huh. If John Cena's making an appearance at the Toyota Arena, I will buy four tickets for us to go. I will pay out of pocket. I'm not going to say Me, no. Me, you, and the ladies, and Xander. A free event. I know you won't. It'll be great. It'll be fucking blast. Hopefully there's not a hurricane the day we want to go and we have to cancel. That would <laughs> be really fucking unfortunate. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the first time? Go watch it. Support John Cena. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Mm-hmm.